we should take advantage. I mean, really take advantage of all the technology that we have that facilitates communication. Because frankly, there is nothing more wonderful than a two-minute FaceTime connection with your beloved. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson and I discuss how to use technology and other means to stay connected when you're apart. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. (laughs) Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is the author of many, many best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, Those are her most recent relationship books, but she has an even newer one out called Happy Healthy Dead, and I highly recommend it. It is on how to live a very fulfilling life, an active life, all the way up to the very end. You can get this and more information at her website, noellenelson.com, and of course at our website, hitchmag.com. All righty. Okay, so Noel, we are going to talk today about how to stay connected through long distance being apart times. Uh, Sometimes our work or our family obligations will take us away from our spouse, and it can be challenging to keep our connection strong across many miles and time zones, especially if the part the time apart isn't uh, just a few days at a conference, uh, but instead perhaps weeks or even months at a time. Um, you say love doesn't have to die just because couples are apart, obviously. Uh, so what are your thoughts on uh, handling these apart, being apart times? Well, here's the thing, and I, and I think it's important to note that even though sometimes you're only apart like for a conference for three or four days, these tips are still helpful because it's not so much that the love itself dies because love is, is a much stronger bond, but it is that intimate connection, which is so important to a good, strong marriage, that can get weaker or um, in some way hurt. And of course, the longer the step of the time apart, the, the more challenging it is. That's kind of obvious. Um, so, the, the thing that makes it difficult is that whoever's staying home has to tackle life pretty much on their own. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter whether it's the washing machine that broke down or the, the kids that messed up in school or you're just plain lonely. Whatever it is, you're going to have to deal with it by yourself if you're the spouse at home. And that's the spouse that we are right now most concerned with because the spouse that that went off to the conference or is posted 
somewhere, either for corporate reason or a business reason or military reason, they're so busy doing whatever it is that they don't miss, if you will, the connection in the same way. Of course, they miss the heart part right. and the physical, you know, right. hello, you're there part, but not so much this day-to-day lack of involvement. And so, what you want to do is, even though you have to carry on by yourself while your partner's away, you want to talk about what's going on. You want to, the little stuff, you don't want to spare them, if you will, the details. You want to talk about what's going on um, with your work, if you work, or with the household, or with the kids, or the book you're reading, whatever it is. In other words, you want to keep them connected with the same sorts of things that you would be connecting with if they were right there by your side, uh, you know, um, watching TV with you before you go to bed kind of thing. So you lean into the minutiae is what you're saying. You absolutely lean in. The mistake that, that we make sometimes is to think that, oh, I, I, you know, he or she is busy doing whatever it is that they're doing over there on the other side of the world. And I really shouldn't bother them with the fact that the laundry messed up and, and his favorite blue shirt or her favorite blue shirt now has a, a rip in it. You don't spare them because <laughs> if that's what you would share when they are home, I mean, let's put that in as a, okay. as a caveat. Right. Whatever you would share with them when they're at home, that's what you want to share. Um, now, one of the things that I did want to bring up, because as soon as you started talking about this, I feel like in a past podcast, we have discussed the the absentee uh, spouse where they technically are home, but they work crazy odd hours or they just work long hours or they might have a project mm-hmm. that they're working on. So when you say, mm-hmm. you know, gone for the weekend... Sometimes they could technically be sleeping in the same bed, but they get up before you, they come home after you, and you really are stuck running everything as you were describing in the very beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, and so does that change the calculation at all for sharing the minutiae if? If you can physically see them coming home and being exhausted when they're working on some like crazy project that's taking them well past, you know, darkness or bedtime. Right. If it's outside of their normal, in other words, I have friends who who work different shifts. Right. So the the husband works a day job, so to speak, meaning he's he's out of the house by eight and he's home five or six, and the wife works a night shift. She's an RN. So she's at the hospital starting at seven at night. She doesn't come home until seven in the morning because they do 12-hour shifts four, four times a day. So in that, in, and that's, but that's normal for them. Right. So if it's normal, you want to share, but what you might do is since nobody, at least it's very rare that people work literally seven days a week, you usually want to wait for the time when hopefully both of you are off whatever it is, together, and at that point, share some mm-hmm. of what went on. Got it. it. There's no need, you know, Johnny couldn't tie his shoelaces this morning. There's no need to get down to that level of detail because, again, th- they are actually present, mm-hmm. so they're not th- as disconnected. But certainly, you want to share the the parts that are more important, like, you know, you got to make a decision about something or other, or the car broke down and you're not sure, you know, which mechanic 
is going to be best or should the money go towards that new washing machine as opposed to into your vacation fund. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things absolutely must still be shared. But best not to do it, like you said, when they drag home, either either spouse, you know, the one at home or the one dragging home, um, completely exhausted. That's not a good time. Okay. Uh, That's a good time for snuggles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, if they're physically present, then it's a good time to reconnect through that wonderful, and I don't mean necessarily sex, but through that that closeness, that physical closeness that's so important in a marriage. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of times that's what people miss more than anything else is just that physical touch. Uh, Absolutely. Comfort. And so anyways, and we can go, we've talked a lot about the power of that and why that's important and all that stuff. So, um, okay. So keeping your spouse involved. Babies die if they're not touched. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's an important thing to remember. Yeah. I mean, I know we've probably talked about the the monkey um, and the the mom. The, mo- the 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 mom that was all like jaggedy and sharp, and the other one that was like soft and plushy and all that yep. stuff, right? Yep. Um, okay, so keeping your spouse involved in the uh, in your day to day is obviously great. But what about um, what about the romance aspect? Since we're talking about touch, well, you know what's interesting and and ironic really is that the romance part has become easier to keep connected because of our technological age. Mm. I mean, come on. We got Skype. We got FaceTime. We have texting. Uh, we have email. We have long-distance landlines if you're desperate. Right. I mean, in other words, we have nowadays just so many alternatives as to how to keep the romance part going as far as the vehicle of communication. Okay? Mm-hmm. That then it becomes simply a matter of, well, keep that love light burning. In other words, send those those connective type, you know, those closeness type texts right. to your spouse. If need be, have a separate account where no, you know nobody else is going to buy mistake or whatever. Look, like, don't send it to his business account or her business account. That's just plain stupid. Right. You know? <laughs> where it's suddenly it's shared across the office. Mm, wonderful. Well, not no. only that, but a business account, um, you as a private citizen – it's that's company property, not yours. That so is correct. That's the other thing. Which a lot that of you people don't know. stop and think about. Right. <laughs> and uh, because when I'm wearing my other hat as a trial consultant, I can tell you that anything that you've shared at your through your business accounts of any kind is right. open to what we call discovery in legal proceedings. You would not want "Hello, sweetie, kitty face" mm-hmm. <laughs> out there for the world to see. So, um, and the other thing that I think is just so wonderful these days is emojis. Right, I do too. You want to? Yes, and there's they they keep making more of them. In other words, for a while it was just the only thing you could send was a smiley face or a miserable face. But you can send hearts. You can send hearts with with gift wrap. You can send all sorts of things. And I would make it a practice to do that, maybe not on a daily basis, but pretty darn close. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's right. Oh, I was just going to say one of the things that I love about emojis and gifts, since I feel like that's the extension of of, of mm-hmm. emojis, it uh, it helps with the interpretation of the voice and the tone of a message sent, because a lot of times yes. we will say something and you could read depending on the recipient's frame of mind when they accept that information could have a like radical 
uh, effect on how they perceive the message that was sent. But if you send it with Correct. a smoochy face or a heart or something, that okay. conveys the tone that you want it to be received in. So I think that's yes. really important to like evolve our communication that we have available to us. We should take advantage. I mean, really take advantage of all the technology that we have that facilitates communication. Because frankly, there is nothing more wonderful than a two-minute FaceTime connection with your beloved. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they're there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or Skype. Visual. Yes. In other words... We are visual creatures for the most part. So when you have the benefit, when you can get that sight and sound together, it's a great connector. And then you, you, you know, in addition to whatever smoochy face you just sent, you can also make a smoochy face. Mm-hmm. Right. The- uh, yeah, and I was just going to add the one one other thing. Uh, depending on uh, how far you take this, and you know, these are loving, committed, intimate relationships, and you know, to each is their own. If you send more than just a smoochy face emoji, uh, please do it over something encrypted and please have very, very strong passwords. Yes, that's very important. Very, very important. Um, And frankly, you can communicate an awful lot without getting into sensitive material. Right. Right. If I can say it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm dancing around. You can save the line, that for when think, they come home, <laughs> right? I think I think everybody knows what we're talking about. But if you're not, we're talking about sexting yeah. and different things like that, and sending pictures and whatnot, right. and like whatever. Right. Um, and right. Th- this is the thing that um, this is the thing that I feel like because again, you wear your hats, I wear mine. One of the things that I have done in my past life is I've been a technology editor, so uh, I try to educate whenever I can in regards to technology. And when you hear about mm-hmm. like the celebrity hacks when all their uh, naked pictures got shared on the internet, mm-hmm. um, technically it was hacked in the in like the literal definition of it. But in essence, I don't think it's what m- most people think when they think of hacked. Um, they didn't mm-hmm. write some like magical code that broke into their accounts. They guessed their passwords because they were right. so weak. And once they guessed their passwords because they were very weak and they knew their dog's name or the street that they were on or whatever it might have been, mm-hmm. then they gained access to all their stuff. So, yes, technically they didn't weren't granted access to it, but they, you know, mm-hmm. unlocked the, the door because the key they, you know, lifted right. up the potted plant and was like, oh, this is right. the right key to get into their account. So just wanted right. to let people know that just a very strong password will thwart a great deal of the stuff that you find scary online. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's an excellent um, piece of advice, Steve. So thank you for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, something people don't think about much because we can communicate so easily through technology mm-hmm. is if your spouse, you're the, you're the stay-at-home one, all right? If your spouse is out there for more than a few days is find out where you can send a card to. Mm. I mean, snail mail still is is lovely when, or a love letter, whatever it is that you want to send. But you can send things through the mail or you can send a little care package. It doesn't have to be a big whoop. 
Right. But maybe you're good at baking cookies, or maybe you've realized that he or she forgot to take their favorite sweater, whatever. Is care packages are really nice. They are the name says it well. And it feels delightful to be cared for by your spouse. And it even sometimes feels even more special because it is such a, a rare thing where we get truly meaningful snail mail. I think most of the stuff that we yeah. get <laughs> in our mailbox oh, is garbage or a bill. Absolutely. You know. um, so but, you know, when you see, you send a, um, you know, a Hallmark or a whatever uh, with a thoughtful message inside or a loving message inside, it's like, wow. And then they can keep it and look at it again and right. do all that stuff that we do with, with such things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, so what else then? Well, let me think. What else? Excuse me. Ah, you know what's a big one that we tend to forget when our spouses are not around, which is continue to make plans for your future and talk about them. Mm, Love it. In other words, you have you have plans or whatever you want to call them, goals. You have stuff that, as a couple, uh, you want to either achieve, accomplish, or possess, whatever it is. And you make plans, you know, like the vacation kitty and stuff like that. So keep talking about it. Send each other, um, you know, that picture of that island in I don't know where that you want to get to or the the horse and buggy in London. Keep it going. Keep right. it going. Because we do, although we live in the present, we do anchor ourselves to a future that we are striving towards. Mm. Right. And you have a future together. Whether it's you know um, you know it's going to be time to take little no, no longer little to take Johnny uh, looking for colleges. How do you want to do that? I've been thinking about you know Boston U. What do you think? It's you know if you have a family, you involve the family, future your own personal future, whatever it is. We wanted to go learn golf together. I found a really cool golf club. I mean you know whatever. Right. I love I love the phrasing that you use there too about anchoring. Uh, to the future ah, because yes. it is such a guiding light when you do that because – so you mentioned yes. golf. So, okay, well, if golf is the anchor that we have cast out, that means that, mm-hmm. okay, f- we need to get golf clubs. We need to go mm-hmm. to the driving range. We And it sets mm-hmm. up a process that you can then follow and then you have all these things that you can look forward to to get to that destination. Yes. And, yeah, I really love that. Yep. And it's very important people often in the in the busyness because we're all busy right. of day-to-day life forget that really it's the future that calls to us. Mm-hmm. You're not just running around making money for the sake of making money. Mm-hmm. You're running around making money because <laughs> right. you want that vacation or you want that new car or you want that new house or whatever it is, you know, or you want to buy your, your spouse something special. So it's the future that calls us. And frankly, people... One of the reasons, now this is going to seem like a tangent, but it really isn't. One of the reasons that people often die within five years after retirement isn't because they're decrepit. It's because they no longer have a goal. Their goal was retirement for so long, they got there and they forgot to set another goal. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so marriage is no different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, and I think it's important for people uh, because a lot of times there's a de- Impressiveness that can set in if you have this goal that you never seem to make progress on to yes. uh, appreciate the successes that you do have and appreciate the process and recognize. And right. so there is something to be 
because you were talking about being busy, busy, busy. And I think a lot of times people go through the motions without being present Mm -hmm. of what they're doing and why they're Mm -hmm. doing it and how they're doing it. And so there's something Mm -hmm. to recognize and appreciate that as well while striving for that future goal. And, you know, yes, absolutely. All of it. Right. Yes, and well, it's like you said. If you if the golf is your thing, then you you want to be into looking for clubs, looking for a driving range, looking for a, um, an instructor, blah blah blah. That's all the process part, which is the fun part. Right, right. Because if if you talk to anyone who's quotes made it in any field, they will tell you that the fun part is the getting there and then trying to go further. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that it's interesting because there's a reason why like the best actors in the world or whatever. They've made the biggest blockbusters, and then it's like they get into directing. And the first question, like, why do you want right. to do directing? It's like right. it's, they love the process. They love the newness. They love right. the challenge. They, there's right. so many different aspects, and they like to push themselves. And it's That's like, right. well, no wonder you're such a great actor because That's you right. like to push yourself in different roles. And oh, anyways, we can go down that. Right. But I think yep. everybody gets the point. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. So then what about dealing with being alone? Do you have any suggestions on that front? Yes, I absolutely do. And the first thing is, you want to be aware that there are some social situations where being alone really sucks, like going to weddings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard. It's one thing going alone to a family dinner because everybody knows that the spouse is off, you know, doing whatever they're doing Uh um, and they're, they're, you're good with them and they're good with you and all that. But social events can be the most difficult. And, there you really have a choice. If you're going to feel odd man out, if you're going to feel really weird because you're sitting alone at the table at the at the wedding and everybody else is dancing with their beloved and cooing over the new couple, if you're going to feel really weird about it, then don't go. Or, and this is my preference, is enroll a buddy. Mm. Right. Buddies are great. There's usually buddies hanging around somewhere. Right. You know, they can be another person whose spouse is, and it doesn't have to be, it can be a whatever gender buddy. I mean, mm-hmm. if let's say your your um, your husband is the one who's off somewhere, you don't have to corral another male. You can certainly have a BFF, a girlfriend, sure. uh, to accompany you, whatever. But somebody that you enjoy spending time with, that you enjoy seeing, even if it's not a whole lot or every day or whatever, who um, then is your buddy for that social event. Right. And now you can you won't feel so, if I may, odd man out. Um, kind of thing. But social situations are the trickiest. As for the other kind of lonely, which is you're by yourself in your house and you're not used to being by yourself because usually your spouse is there, uh-huh. uh, that's the time when, again, you have to either call, have a friend that you can call easily or learn to love Netflix or uh-huh. pet your cat more. In other words, be aware that you are going to feel lonely mm-hmm. and that it is normal. Mm. You would not be in this marriage if, when they're gone, you don't feel lonely. Right. I mean, it, it just doesn't compute. And so, a lot of people are surprised by feeling so lonely. Oh, I thought I'd have all this stuff I could get done while they're gone. Well, stuff doesn't replace closeness. Mm-hmm. That's it a just point. doesn't. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a good girlfriend or, or, or guy friend or whatever that you're comfortable chatting with, uh, do that. If, if it's spending maybe more time with your kids or your family, do that. If it's zoning out on the tube, do that. Um, and literally, I meant pet your cat or pet your dog. Animals are yeah. wonderful closeness, uh, not replacements. There's, there's no way that anybody is going to replace 
your spouse, but they are perfectly willing to be our close companions and take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's wrong with sleeping with the dog on the bed? I mean, some people may not like it, but it's yeah. it's not like it's a, a crime. Right. Um, when you, I want to circle back really quick to the social thing, the social settings. Yeah. Um, because we have Facebook and we have Twitter and we have email and we have all these different things to communicate with a larger network of people, is it beneficial to set an expectation of, oh my gosh, spouse is going to be gone for this upcoming wedding. I'm going to really miss them. Um, but I'm really looking forward to hanging out with all my friends so that when you arrive at the wedding, you don't have 35 people. Where's Johnny? Where's Johnny? They already know because you've put it out there. You can certainly do that. It depends what your comfort level is with, with interacting with large groups of people. Right. Okay. For some people, that's heaven. You know, it's let everybody know at once. For other people, it's like, eh, I'm too private for that or I'm too introverted for that. Got it. Okay. So it's a very personal decision. But again, Steve, you make a very good point, which is, for heaven's sake, use today's technology in the way that fits best for you. Mm-hmm. And we have so many options. Yeah. Uh, one and one last thing uh, you brought up about, you know, you're in this marriage and, you know, it's probably, a, I don't want to say it's a good thing that you feel lonely, but it's probably he- like it's healthy that you feel lonely when yeah. your spouse is gone because that means you miss them and that's a good sign that you still like them. Um, yeah. It, you know, is there an opportunity there for people to do some, like you mentioned Netflix, but is there an opportunity to work on yourself in those like extended periods of time knowing that you're going to you're still going to miss your spouse uh mm-hmm. but un- i think the interesting thing about this is we know it's hopefully for like some sort of finite time we know that they're over oh, sure gone for you know two months or two weeks or six months right. but they're going to come back this isn't a permanent situation yes. so you know like okay no. i got six months to work on this i can do this program i can take this college course i can read these books that i've been yes. putting off does that help absolutely that's like setting excellent, that up? excellent suggestion yes because then you're using the time to really great advantage and not just keeping yourself busy right. but you have your own personal goal and that's another anchor to the future for yourself which is good. And along with that, what sometimes helps a lot, but people forget they need to set this up ahead of time, is if you are, if you have developed communities that are social supports for you, um, a church is a good one for a lot of people, book clubs is a great one, any kind of uh, chess club, whatever. In other words, things where you are with people of like mind and that happen on a regular basis, so you get to know each other, and it does provide some kind of closeness, obviously not the same that you have in your marriage, right. but it's a support, right? and it feels good. Yeah. So, you know, but you have to set those ahead of time. If, in other words, your spouse is going to be gone for two weeks or two months, which makes it more critical, and you've not done this, well, now you're going to spend the first three weeks just figuring out which uh, community fits for you. And and that's sort of like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we button this one up? No, simply that I want to encourage people never to think of a spouse's temporary absence as a reason for a disconnect. On the contrary, make an extra effort because it is a wonderful time to connect. And by the way, uh, when you have that time of disconnect, 
I mean, the heart, what is it? Uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. That Especially you, if you do that on purpose. Right. And when you reconnect, I mean, right. that's such an opportunity because you have all these pent up feelings and emotions and everything else that you really get to like, go for it. Right. Like, Absolutely. really embrace the reconnection. So that's the best part about this. You get to reconnect and, you know, some couples go 30, 40 years without having an opportunity to quote unquote reconnect. So take right. advantage of that. Um, Absolutely. All righty. Well, I think this was, uh, this is an excellent topic today, Noel. And so thank you so much for your time. It is totally my pleasure. Uh, before we uh, wrap this up, I do want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, as you can tell, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of many, many best-selling books, including Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent book is Happy Healthy Dead. You can get more information at her website, noelnelson.com. Of course, you can find her information on our website, hitchmag.com. We have a large archive of podcast episodes. We have cracked 500, so there's plenty for you to listen to. I know, I know. I'm so excited. Um, And hopefully uh, you like what you hear, and if you do... Uh, we love getting your feedback, whether it's uh, a, a rating or something on iTunes, which helps other people discover us, or if it's an email directly to us, uh, if you're private and don't want to put it out there, um, that's fine. We love getting your feedback because we want to improve and give you what you want and what's helpful for you. So with that said, um, I want to thank you for your time. And until next time, take care, everybody. We look into each other's eyes. We know that it's showtime. Clear our heads of all our worries and fear.